Welcome back to the North Florida Wrestling Show. We have a great one on top for you today as we have former USGWA wrestling champ and Fargo runner-up Niceville Academy's own Rachel Groff on the show today. She talks all of her accolades and women's wrestling. Stay tuned. All right, Rachel, how are you doing? Hey, how's it going? Hey, Jordan, how are you doing? I'm not too bad, just sitting here talking some wrestling with you. Hey, we appreciate you being. We appreciate you being on. Honestly, it's been uh, very heavily male so far. So, you know, getting on a uh, you know female coach and female wrestler of your caliber is extremely exciting. Uh, awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, thank you for having me. I'm excited and humbled to be here and share a little wrestling life. Of course. <laughs> I, that's what we're here for. Um, so just getting right into it. Um, you know, I know you and I both coach over at the Niceville Wrestling Academy, and we were, we were just talking um, off camera, off, off recording about how I've always wanted to ask you about your career and all your accolades and everything, but it is such a weird question to ask outside of an interview format. So now that I have you in this format and I don't feel awkward, um, how did you get started in wrestling? I know you're not from Florida. Um, I know you, you know, you know, tell everybody about you know where you come from and just the difference um, and, that you see, you know, as a young child wrestling and, you know, being here in Florida. Yeah, 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 yeah. So um, absolutely. I feel like I'm sharing a little bit of my secret life that you know, not everybody's privy to. So with that, yeah, I grew up wrestling in Pennsylvania, actually. And I started wrestling, gosh, when I was 10 years old. And my older brother, Daniel, he started wrestling. And I would go to the practices and watch him wrestle. And I'm sitting on the sidelines and me being a doer and loving sports. Like I just wanted, like, just wanted to do it too. Right. And my dad was a wrestler. I used to take his old wrestling singlet out of out of his closet and wear it around the house and I was just drawn to wrestling right so um yeah so Pennsylvania wrestling uh is is no joke I would say arguably the toughest wrestling state not that I'm biased by any means but um but yeah I think that you know wrestling Pennsylvania wrestling is you know I feel like it's just a whole never, another level. It's like when you go to certain states that are big in football, for example, like I think about Texas and I'm just like, oh my gosh, um, wrestling in Pennsylvania, I would say is almost like football maybe in, in Texas, for example, or around here, I would say football is a big deal. So um, yeah, I, and coming here to the panhandle of Florida, um, I would say it's there's definitely a difference in the popularity of wrestling. And um, yeah, I mean, I think growing up in Pennsylvania, like wrestling and specifically in the winter was the sport to do. Like that's, it's it's a powerhouse. Wrestling in Pennsylvania, it's definitely, um, there's a reputation there (laughs) for sure. So yeah, differences as far as here, I think that, um, you know, in Pennsylvania, there are the youth, they start wrestling, like we started wrestling as a team in elementary school, and there was a dedicated middle school wrestling team. There was, a, and of course, dedicated high school wrestling team, which they do have here. Um, and, you know, dedicated freestyle clubs everywhere as well. 
Um, so it's definitely a difference in participation from Pennsylvania to Florida. Well, then, so you're talking about the high school, um, you know, the high school experience. Um, how well developed was it? Um, because I know, you know, in Florida and a lot of places across the country, it's finally catching up. You know, it's been such a slow pace for these girls to finally get a chance to compete um, in wrestling, especially here in Florida. Um, was it always that way in Pennsylvania or were girls more encouraged to wrestle? You know, was there an actual sanctioned state tournament for y'all? You know, you know, en- enlighten me on that. Yeah, yeah. Good question. Um, no. <laughs> so, um, you know, it's interesting, too. I'm, you know, telling you about, you know, wrestling, Pennsylvania wrestling powerhouse, like great reputation. Um when I wrestled, I was the only girl in the area. I wrestled for um, a AAA school and District 3, and I was the only only girl in varsity through my four years that I wrestled. And before, you know, I wrestled, there might have been a couple girls, like, when I was kind of growing up as I had wrestled that might have tried out. But I don't remember any other females on varsity wrestling. I ran into one other female wrestler who was wrestling on as a JV in high school. And um, we did an exhibition because I think my match, they were forfeiting my match because there wasn't anybody at the weight class or something. So other than that, like during the regular season for wrestling, like the girls wrestle. If you wanted to wrestle, you had to wrestle against the boys and with the boys. Um, and there were definitely, I would say there were definitely barriers, I imagine, for others to, to be able to get on the wrestling team for it to be accepted. I think that I got very fortunate that I started early and that my dad was involved with wrestling and he, I, he, you know, he helped coach a little bit as well. So I kind of came in at a young age where boys and girls like can do sports together and it wasn't so much as the boys do this, girls do that because I was young, I was 10. So um, I feel like through like my hard work and through like people knowing who I was because we have been going to tournaments just with all the boys at such a young age that like that consistency and they watched me grow and watched me continue to, to progress and continue to beat the boys um, that, you know, Hey, she's here to, to wrestle. She's here to, to do the sport. And although, you know, there were times that other parents didn't like that or other parents had things to say about that, or even some of my peers, like, um, the only opportunity was going to be the opportunity that I made for myself. And then I continued to, to try to break down barriers to make it happen. So in my whole wrestling career from high school, well, from elementary school to high school, there were very, very few girls that participated there. So I do know now that this year I believe was the first Pennsylvania like sanctioned high school year. I believe actually Florida, I think started theirs last year, if I'm not mistaken. So actually Florida is a little bit ahead of the curve from Pennsylvania. Um, believe it or not with getting the girls wrestling started. And it, it's an interesting thing to think about when you look at, look where Pennsylvania wrestling is, look at where they can, you know, the girls 
part of this can be. Um, and I think it will get there. But I think that, yeah, actually, Pennsylvania's a little bit behind the curve compared to Florida in the high school wrestling realm. Yeah, Rachel, um, thanks again for joining us. It's such a such a treat to have someone with your experience on and, and the stories that you get to share. And it seems to me from the story that you just told, you're somewhat of a pioneer. And, um, you know, you uh, kind of took, took it upon yourself to uh, lead the way. And, um, you know, of course, the past five, ten years, we've seen such an explosion uh, with females getting involved in the sport. And it could it could be said that uh, the, the females are are promoting the sport and and furthering the sport more so than the boys. I don't know. You could do the research on that. But I know from my uh, personal experience as an official over 20 plus years, it's just grown so much. And you are correct in the um, the fact that this year was the first year that Florida actually had a sanctioned uh, girls competition at state tournament. And I was fortunate enough to call many of those matches and it's definitely on the rise. So um, we appreciate your, you know, your you know participation and, and promotion of the sport. And um, I'm with you on that because I started wrestling in Ohio and it's a different culture in the North. And, and certainly I, you know, can attest to Pennsylvania being right there at the top. I think some people in New Jersey might argue with you there, but uh, I've done many national tournaments in my day. And, and it seems to me that PA and New Jersey are always there and they're always tough and competitive. And, and like you alluded to, there's such a family history involved in the Northeast when it comes to wrestling, where the dad wrestled, the grandfather wrestled, the great grandfather wrestled. It's, it's just kind of a, a way of life really. So to piggyback on what you talked about already, detail a little bit about your, your high school experience and wrestling, and then could you touch on um, how you progressed from high school onto your college career? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I feel like totally, totally like the Northeast and Ohio. Ohio definitely has some tough wrestling uh, history as well, so that's awesome. Um, and yeah, so as far as, oh my goodness. Okay. So my high school experience, I'll kind of like ring it back one year because, um, when I was in eighth grade, I believe. Yeah. When I was in eighth grade <laughs> back before, like it was normal for the internet and everybody to have a personal computer at their house. We, um, my dad connected with this um, wrestling coach in JP McCaskey high school in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, his name's John Mitchell. And we connected with him like through email, got his email somehow on the internet, like magic. And, um, he was actually holding all girls wrestling tournaments for mid Atlantic and for like the state of Pennsylvania. So <clears throat> after kind of connecting with him, it was like this world of opportunities opened up because we found out, oh, there are girls national wrestling tournaments. Just like, how do you find that when you don't have the internet at your fingertips? It's hard to think back to that. But um, so finding that there were opportunities for girls was huge because now I'm going into high school. I'm going into my ninth grade year. Like I'm, I'm able to wrestle nationally against just girls I'm able to wrestle just against girls. 
um, in a state tournament or, you know, in a mid-Atlantic tournament, which was huge. So those opportunities were big, I think, as I pushed into high school, um, because I knew that when I was spending my... (laughs) my time getting beat up by the boys sometimes at wrestling practice and, and during, during matches that there was, I don't want to say light at the end of the tunnel, but there was another purpose for me, you know, to go and to continue on and having the confidence of like, Hey, what I'm doing here against the boys, like is going to pay off even more when I get those opportunities to go and wrestle with the girls. So going into my high school year, my first high school year, my ninth grade year, um, the 103 pounds, um, weight class for our high school was open. So I wrestled off another ninth grader, um, and ended up beating him and had the opportunity to wrestle varsity as a ninth grader. I was the only freshman, um, that had that opportunity. So I got the high school varsity spot and then you know, wrestled 103 uh, my freshman year, wrestled 112 my fr- or my sophomore and my junior year, and then 119 my senior year. Um, so I'll have to say this. This might sound um, – I guess it doesn't matter how it sounds because it's the truth. So in high school, after my freshman year, um, when we would have wrestle-offs, you know, like – to to figure out who's going to have like that varsity spot. Um, I was, I had to wrestle off every single week. Um, Other people did not have to wrestle off every single week, but I had to wrestle off every single week to keep my spot. And um, for whatever reason we had, sometimes like the 119 pounder would, would try to drop weight and come down and, and like I had to fight for my spot every single week of my high school career. Um, and is that just that experience me, you know, for whatever reason that, that those decisions were made, like, I know that built more confidence in me that like, you know what, like, if you're going to continue to try to take my spot or, you know, try to make me continue to fight for my spot, like, I know I'm not entitled to my spot, but like, there's other people that should be wrestling off here too. Right. So, um, I think that. Through my high school experience, um, there were other things that, you know, I don't want to get into like, oh, like your girl, like, you know, that type of thing where it's, it was different for me because I did have a different experience than, than the boys. There's no doubt about it. Um, and you know, whether that's like, oh, we're going to wrestle at a different school, like you change in the bathroom, (laughs) like find a place to change and get into your singlet. There was no dedicated space for me. And, you know, I was okay with that. Like, you know, I just wanted to be there. I wanted to wrestle. That's what mattered to me. So looking back now, I think back to those things and I'm like, you know what? Like my experience was was different than what the boys had. And when I look and see all these girls wrestling now, guess what? Like people are going to need to make a space for them to change and get in their singlet. Like, there needs to be space for women and, and girls who are pursuing the sport. And that's important. Um, and those are just kind of the little things that I think my experience kind of differed um, in high school specifically. So in high school, um, yeah, so there, other than like one 
I had the opportunity to meet coach John Mitchell and found out that he, you know, was holding these girls tournaments. There weren't really a, it wasn't really like a sanctioned high school tournament by the state, you know, like we would go to Hershey arena and that was where the boys state tournament was. This was at a high school and it was small. And like, I don't know how he was able to get the word out, but he drew in girls from different parts of the state, but um, none that I would run into otherwise, like, um, at a, at a high school varsity tour- tournament or dual meet or anything like that. Um, so in high school, um, that's where I competed. I was a four-time state champion against the girls through the tournament that Coach John had, and the same thing, three-time Middle Atlantic champion with with the girls at the same place, just a a larger scale of states that were involved. And then my sophomore year, they started um, freestyle. So (laughs) the girls division for freestyle started and they did have the first sanctioned like Pennsylvania state freestyle tournament um, so that the girls could go on and wrestle at Fargo and and, you know, be on the national team, team, which was huge. Another huge, like, opportunity that, you know, that, that was made. And, you know, this was back in 2002, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and, you know, we're, here we are, like, 20 years later, which <laughs> makes me feel really old. But um, that's 20 years, you know, ago was the first time that, you know, the girls had an, a national freestyle tournament, you know, and that's, that's, it's pretty cool, but also like kind of an eye opener saying it out loud and thinking of it in that perspective. Um, so, so yeah. And then, so having those opportunities in high school kind of came a, alongside of the boys regular season. So it was definitely an extension of, um, you know, what I was doing for practices and being involved in, in the boys re- regular season. Um, but the opportunities for me as a girl came postseason for when the boys were. Well, I think it's, I one, I, like I said, I loved hearing about all those accolades and everything. Um, but <laughs> yeah, I think it, I think something that you, that you alluded to that is incredibly important that I have at least seen over the last 20 years girls who like just wanted to wrestle they've had to put up with so much they've had to deal with so much just to be able to wrestle on so many different sides of it that you mentioned in in that you know from having to change in a separate locker room or find somewhere to change or to you know being the only person or you know I can even remember as a wrestler back in the day it was always more of just a sideshow instead of like oh that's another competitor I always you know I always thought very early, you know, because I can remember one vivid one at districts my freshman year. I had to wrestle a girl first round and, you know, everybody's stretching out before the tournament and she's just doing the same stretch as everybody else is doing. But my teammates are like, oh, well, you know, don't let her intimidate you. And my coach is like, just don't play around, go in there, go off the mat. I'm like, what do you think I'm going to do? I'm like, she's been putting in work all season. She's lining up against me. I'm going to give her the same, like at that moment, she's not a girl, she's a wrestler. But, you know, just to give them that room to, like you said, just feel like you said, you, I can see it in your face and hear it in your voice. And you're like, I get to wrestle against girls. Like you remember, uh, I can't remember her name. Uh, no, Coraline. You remember little Coraline from Niceville? I don't know if 
I remember Coraline. Well, Coraline was one of our little girls. I think you were, I think, I forget what you were doing. I'm not sure if you were full-time with this yet, but she had asked me the question. She's like, why aren't there more girls out here wrestling? And I went through the whole thing, like, and said it, like, I was, I thought about it for a second, but like, oh, we just got to get them. And I was like, you know what? It's because of girls like you who are tough that have been doing it, you know, 20 years ago, that are giving you guys the opportunity that you guys have. Um, and I think you can, you can tell that a lot of the, especially a lot of the girls now, I, they're, that that is not lost upon them. You know, they take this very seriously. They take the opportunity to get out there and wrestle, um, you know, very seriously. So I'm incredibly excited to see the growth of that. Um, so carrying on past your your high school career, um, I know that you you attended Lock Haven, correct? Yeah, that's correct. And I did just want to say that I love that's what you shared with Coraline, and I love too that you had said about just the perception and the experience that you had with the girl, like with wrestling a girl and with how the way the teammates, like, I almost felt like when I stepped out in the mat, my teammates felt like my expectation was to not get pinned. Whereas my expectation for myself was to go out there and pin the person. And, you know, like for others being like, oh, it's a lose-lose situation. Like for the guy, if he wins, he beats up a girl. And if he, if he loses, he got beat up by a girl. Um, so there's definitely a dynamic there that I'm glad that you that you mentioned as well. But yeah, so Lockhaven. Oh my goodness. So I was actually recruited to play Division One field hockey at Lockhaven. Um, and you know, at the time there were there were very few college wrestling opportunities for girls. And um, I don't know that my family would have been able to afford to pay for me to go out of state. And I don't, at the time, I don't think there were huge scholarships to get, you know, get female wrestlers, you know, to, to be able to have those opportunities. Um, so when I was being offered a scholarship for a different sport, I didn't say no. <laughs> so I played field hockey for a year um, and then ended up circumstances happened. I took, a break from college at Lockhaven. I worked and attended a community college. And then somehow I found out that Lockhaven was going to start a girls wrestling program, like a club team. And so I got the contact information for the coach, found means. My mom helped support me, get got me back to school and got me back on the mat, basically after like th a three-year hiatus from wrestling um, I, I came back and I started training and I think, yeah, at the time I was the only experienced wrestler <laughs> coming into this club. So there were times where I had the pleasant opportunity of wrestling alongside Lock Haven's men's, uh, wrestling team and, uh, kind of took me back to high school a little bit on those, uh, those beatings, if you will. <laughs> Uh, but I needed to have some, I needed to have some competition to practice with because we were going to big tournaments. Um, so I ended up placing fifth at the McMaster tournament, which was in Canada. And then, um, the run, I got, um, second place at nationals that year through the NCWA and, um, yeah. So I think back to that and I'm like, man, if I could have just wrestled for those three years and, you know, just life things happen and 
you know, so now like seeing that there's opportunities for the girls, like right out of high school, like go wrestle in college, like live on your dream, live on your passion, keep doing it. Because like, I didn't really have that opportunity. Well, um, how did you finish up at Lock Haven? What were your, your, what was your, you know, accolades that you accumulated there? I know you keep on trying to avoid telling me about all of this. No, I got, I got second. I got second at nationals. I had uh, just uh, one year to, to get in the room and to, to compete at that point because, you know, I, I was a senior. So I, I got to, to, to wrestle for a year one more time and um, I got second in nationals and um, I think academic All-American, something like that <laughs> was one of those things um, that is important. Um, but I think a big thing for me when I look back at my college career that, you know, wrestling, there there was an opportunity, I think, that I probably could have stayed and done like an internship there and helped coach and, and still wrestled. Um, but I I didn't know what it would take to do that, to be like a you know, student helper or something. Um, and I don't know. I just feel like there were opportunities that probably were missed that could have, if I would have like pushed to explore further, like, I feel like I probably could have continued to wrestle post-college. Um, but yeah, I think, too, like, at some point, there, there is this pressure, I think, to, to move on and start, cat, like, that's where I think the coaching piece come, came in. Like, I feel like most wrestlers want to give back to the sport because, like, it takes a lot of a lot of characteristics to wrestle and to see it through, especially as you go through college. And um, that's where I think I started coaching and helping the girls who were brand new to the sport, which was actually, I found a lot of fun. Um, and I think I kind of enjoyed that. I love competing. Don't get me wrong. But I think I really enjoyed being able to teach other, other women the sport and teach them the moves and just, allow for them to have that opportunity. Um, so after college, that's kind of, I think where I started, like I, it, it doesn't, wrestling doesn't go away, right? Like it stays in you and you have a passion. And when you start talking about it, I don't know about you, Jordan, but like my heart starts to beat faster. And if I'm watching a video, of like some girl kicking butt or wrestling in general, like my heart starts beating faster and I'm just like, oh my gosh, like I get pumped up. You know, it's like it's ingrained in your in your psyche almost. Um, so. So, yeah, I think uh, post-college, like starting to look into to coaching was where my heart kind of led me. Yeah. Rachel, going back a little bit to, to what you said about um, this tremendous transition um, on the girl side of the house where you know, like Jordan was saying at first, it was seen as kind of a novelty. Um, you know, look at the girl out there wrestling the boy. And, and now, as we've talked about over the last couple decades, it's grown into a, um, a legitimate um, part of our sport um, to where, you know, the, the female wrestlers are, are respected and are just as competitive and passionate about what they do. And really appreciate you giving back. And I and I hope 
that during your experiences as a coach, teaching the moves, technique, positioning, all that comes with the technical aspects of the sport, that I really hope that you share your story with these girls and make them understand that they are standing on your shoulders, that the the perspective that they have now where most states are creating a sanctioned event for girls only, that that didn't always exist, just like you're talking about how the internet didn't always exist. And unless, unless individuals are made aware of the facts of where it was compared to where it is now, it, it will help them develop an appreciation for their their position in the sport and and develop a respect for those who created um, what they have at their disposal now. So, you know, I, I hope that you do impart that as well. Don't be don't be selfless and think that it's being uh, braggadocious or anything like that. They need to know that. They need to be aware of of what competitors like you have put in and endured to be where they are at today. So um, if you would, you know, you talked a little bit about your, your, your college experience and, and Jordan and, and Jordan and I have talked and we alluded off the podcast that, you know, you have some um, expertise in the international styles, Fargo, um, different free, high level freestyle events. So touch on your, your international experience a little bit, if you would. Oh my gosh. Um, I, I appreciate your words, and I think um, you know it's it's easy just to kind of keep in. I feel like some of those things that, like, as as a wrestler in a young mind, and now as an adult looking back, I think it is important to share, and it is important to you know not lose the historical stories for for girls wrestling, um, and. I, Personally, my personality isn't one to just go and share, but I appreciate that you mentioned that, and I, it is important. I 100% agree with you on that. Um, so, yeah, so let's see. My experience with kind of it's, it's a little bit peppered in, like with all kinds of different stuff, but in terms of like with Fargo, just uh, that was a huge, like being able to go to Fargo and compete. Like I I never forget like walking in to the Fargo dome and seeing like what looked like a million mats, like spread out all over. Like it was the biggest tournament like I had ever been to. And, you know, they have that one, like the finals, like is the finals mat is like raised up. Yeah. It's elevated. Right. So it's elevated and like, Oh my gosh. Uh, just in, in, in for there to be girls that are competing, like, Oh my gosh. I like I, that. There's just like, I remember in my shoes at that time, just being like, Oh my gosh, like what? Like, this is amazing. And then also, you know, wrestling alongside, you know, alongside the guys and having team Pennsylvania, which consisted of like the best, you know, the best guys in the state of wrestling for Pennsylvania representing Pennsylvania. And then you've got the girls, like all of us, like, you know, hanging out together and like watching wrestling and talking about wrestling and just having some unity there was, was huge. You know, it wasn't like, Oh, 
Like, oh, there's that girl wrestling. It's like, oh, we got a whole team of girls wrestling. And you go, girl. And them cheering you on or, like, giving you a fist bump, high five, being like, hey, good match, um, was just a whole nother dynamic. Um, but also then being exposed to all these girls' teams from different states, too, right? So that was that was really big. And um, so with that... Um, Sorry, I got off on a tangent, I think, <laughs> talking about Fargo. Um, but uh, it, would be, it was the first time to, to be exposed to that and to see that. And it's only grown and grown and grown since then, which was huge, which has been huge. Now, I think the Marine Corps sponsors it, which is, which is pretty cool as well. Um, but yeah, so in, when I was a high school senior, 2004, I guess I was just graduating high school. Um, it was the first year for the United States women's Olympic wrestling team, like 2004, like first women's wrestling in the Olympics. That was a big deal. So um, I ended up competing in the first round to take a step for my like Olympic dream to be able to, to wrestle in the Olympics there. And um, and that was through the U.S. wrestling championships that was in Las Vegas. Um, and I ended up drawing Tina George. So when we talk about international wrestling, like Tina George, um, I drawed her in the first round. I think she's like seven years older than me. I think she was wrestling for the army, maybe if I'm not mistaken, like lots of um, freestyle experience, I'm sure, in which the Olympics is freestyle wrestling. So at this point, I had maybe like two seasons of freestyle wrestling under my belt. Um, so Tina George, very decorated wrestler, drew her first round. So I had to wrestle her first round. I just remember walking out and going to shake her hand and just thinking, I was like, oh my gosh, this woman's arms are as the, like the size of my head. Like already, like immediately I was like, oh my, like I was mentally beating myself before I even stepped on the mat. Uh, <laughs> but uh, she, she, she totally crushed me. And then I lost my second match to another, to a college wrestler. Um, and I think as a high school, a high schooler just starting, like just getting a taste of what that competition was going to look like. Um, it, it was, it was a huge opportunity and really a dream to be able to step out on the mat against women who, who were going to very well possibly make the Olympic team. Um, and uh, needless to say, it was a very short, short-lived run. But um, it was closer than I got. It was a <laughs> well, you know, like you just when we talk about opportunities, Jordan. Like this was the very first year, so I feel like you know there were people in my corner that were giving me the nudge, like just go do it, like go. You might as well. What uh, what weight did you what weight did you wrestle? Oh my uh, kilos. Oh my gosh. Um you're making me dig into the archives here. I know one of one of my favorite female wrestlers from back in the day cuz I uh, was a uh, Clar- Clarissa Chun. I always loved watching her yes! wrestle. Yeah, yeah I she her. was a class below me, I think. Yeah, yeah, I thought I, I was. I thought she could have done very well. I forget what how she ended up finishing up, but I was always very excited to see her uh, her big runs out. I thought she was probably the first um, 
you know, just really outstanding female wrestler that I had saw. I was like, oh man, she's really good. Like, I think I saw her hit like a throw or something on somebody. I was like, that's that's slick. Yeah, I think that might yeah. have been, been my that might have been my crush in high school, actually. <laughs> of course, it's going to be a female wrestler. Uh, that's she, I definitely watched her wrestle in a lot of the tournaments, like New York New York Athletic Club, like those open tournaments that were um, pretty big. She. She's pretty tough. I want to say she might be coaching maybe a division. I think, but I, th- I think it's so crazy um, that, you know, that we, we're talking about how excited girls are and how the explosion of this. And I can just remember for like 10, 20 years, how many, how many coaches would be like, would be like, how are we going to grow our sport? How are we going to save it? How are we going to grow it? And then like, you see these girls at Fargo and line up. It's like, they're literally looking at it and it's just, I can't figure it out. I can't figure out how we can get more kids in wrestling. It's like, well, stop ostracizing literally half the population. Like, I legitimately believe, like, at this, just like with a lot of things coming together, um, I think the Warzone uh, format that uh, uh, Jason Layton up in, in Long Island and Jason Westlager over in uh, at Grappling House have, you know, really been pushing. I think that's going to increase the numbers because it gets people more invested. They get that win first, they get more experience, and then couple that with, the just the explosion of girls wrestling. I think you could see wrestling become one of the like more popular sports. You know, whether it gets to a football, basketball level, and that's that's debatable. It's a high metric, but you know, you're literally we're literally you know on the cusp of doubling the population that does it. You know, so I mean, I, I think women's wrestling is really you know just like my dad was saying. You know, I think we're gonna look back on it, and a lot of the boys that have opportunities that they have are going to have to look at the women and be like, man, thank you. Thank you for coming along and, and boosting our sport so much. You know, so it blows my mind that it took this long to get to this point, but I think it's, it's an awesome, awesome trend. Um, so what do you, what do you think as, you know, obviously as a female wrestler and a highly accomplished one, um, well, one, how did you come to Florida? And two, uh, you know, what do you think are ways to grow women's wrestling um, in Florida and you know, abroad? Oh my goodness. Great question. So I think, um, so yeah, I, um, relocated to Florida, um, what the, it's been about a year and a half now, um, family relocated for work. So, um, you know, I think having, I have two young boys as well. So even, you know, kind of getting to kind of getting into the youth wrestling scene, um, rather than, you know, than going to straight to like the high school right now or anywhere else. Um, I think that the opportunities for the girls are going to start, like, I feel like here, like Niceville, you know, starting to develop a girls program. And, and we've already seen in our, in our, in our club, in our small, like sample size, the girls participation is increasing. You know, we, we, we've been, and they're good. I feel like some, sometimes like girls like have the ability to focus on, you know, like, I feel like sometimes when you take like a a sample size that they, they pick up things fast, not saying boys don't, but like, it's exciting to see them do like, you know, learn something and then do something physically like, and to continue to progress. It's, it's, it's awesome to watch. Um, but yeah, it's, and, and the girls are tough, right? Um, it's, it's been cool to see that here. Um, but yeah, I think 
the more opportunities that the girls have to wrestle other girls, um, or even just to get in the room. And, and for me, I'll tell you this story because I think that, um, it's just, it's like where my opportunity started and it's got, it's a super, super, super small detail that probably changed the trajectory of my life. And so like kind of rewinding way back. Um, so when I wanted to wrestle, there was reluctance from my family and specifically my mom. So my mom grew up, she was like a cheerleader and a gymnast and like super athletic. Um, but I, I have an older brother and a younger brother, and I guess I'm the only hope for cheerleading, you know, at that point. So, uh, I was at school, I was in fourth grade, I can remember it, sitting at my desk, probably talking to my neighbor when I wasn't supposed to be. And, um, you know, they do those afternoon announcements, right? So um, this announcement came through about wrestling, and they called all boys and girls interested in wrestling come to the cafeteria for a meeting. So. I came home with a meeting, a a flyer that day from the meeting um, with a sign up. I immediately filled it out. And my mom worked third shift at the time. So like I strategically waited to the morning (laughs) and woke her up at the crack of dawn. I was like, hey, I need you to sign this. And um, (laughs) so I'm sure she was exhausted. Um, and, And she had some concerns at the moment. But I pointed to her. It said, I pointed on the paper. That it said, boys and girls, mom, like you have no argument here. <laughs> and, and that flyer was inclusive of girls. And um, knowing how loving and supporting my mom is, like she gave in. She knew it was something I really wanted to do that I've been bugging her about. Um, and she signed the paper. Looking back, I don't know who put the and girls on that flyer. But I truly believe whoever that was, like, broke down a barrier to give me the opportunity and to give me the opportunity to talk to my mom and to persuade her, not just coming from me, like, oh, you went, you know, not that she wouldn't believe me, but like, oh, you went to a meeting, they said girls too. Like, okay, I'm sure it's just because you want to wrestle. Like, like that and girls, like whoever, I don't know who it was that created that flyer and thought like, hey, we're going to include girls in our wrestling program back then. Gosh, that was even that was a long time ago. Um, you know, what, 28 years ago, I don't know. But like those things, like those little details, adding and girls or adding a girls team, like and educating the parents that like, hey, like this wrestling in most people's minds it's boys wrestling like there's no boys and girls wrestling or it hasn't been in the past but there is now and even though there should have been a long time ago probably too but like education of of parents to know like this is a safe space for your girls and for them to know like there are opportunities for girls that like beyond all of the life lessons and character building wrestling offers, there are opportunities for them like to continue on if this is something that they enjoy and that they're passionate about. 
But like, I mean, I even think to the point of like self-defense and I think to the point of all of the, 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 the things that they will learn through wrestling is just like unlike any other sport they're going to participate in. Well, I think that's incredibly important. How, no, you're fine. I, I think that's incredibly important how you just thought you said, just, you know, just two words change the entire trajectory of your life. Um, and, you know, there was a the time when we were in high school's wrestling room um, where I think Abby was wrestling with everybody else. And she had two of her friends from cheerleading who are you look at them like, oh, those are athletic young women. And you could see that they, you know, wanted to get on the mat. But I think there was so many boys that the apprehension to say, no, nah, just to sit back. And, you know, just as something as simple as saying we have a girl's practice. You know, I think people underestimate how much just giving the space or like you said, giving the clarification that you don't have to be a boy to wrestle. You can wrestle like that. that like you said, that and girls completely changed, you know, your mind and helped convince your mom's mind. And, you know, you, how many other girls, you know, probably saw that and like, Oh, and girls, girls can wrestle too. It's a crazy thing where like, once you present it a certain way, you can't unsee it. You can't unsee the potential there. Um, Last question that we have um, that I was actually kind of curious. I've always been curious about this because um, I've always seen that the higher levels of college is, for women's is freestyle. And, you know, women only have freestyle in the Olympics. Um, but yeah. there's a lot of schools that do folk style wrestling. Um, where, is, where do you stand on that? Do you would you prefer it to be a, you know, for college to be folk style or are you, you know, preference to freestyle or, you know, where do you think where do you land on that with the, the men's side? of college wrestling having purely folk style? That is an excellent question. So I think looking back, like any opportunity for me was a good opportunity, whether it was folk style or freestyle. I think that, let's see, like the United States is basically the only place that does like folk style, right? Like, in college, like, or, you know, post high, high school, I guess, or even at all. So I understand freestyle being like, for the, for women in college, like, because if they're going to take a next step, it would be Olympics. And if it's, I mean, what, what better way than to have four years of freestyle experience going into to be competitive for the Olympics, if that's, you know, where they want to go. Um, I mean, I kind of like to see like, I kind of like to see men's programs going to freestyle, not because I love like the differences of, of the two. I think that, I think we're holding on to something with, um, but think about it though, Jordan, like if you, if you had four years of post high school focusing on freestyle wrestling, which is if I think it depends on what your goals are going to be. Like, do you yeah. try to wrestle in the Olympics in comparison to, you know, I, I don't know. I feel like there's an ent entertainment factor or something there. Uh, See, I think, I think I, this is just my opinion. I think folk style is more entertaining than freestyle or Greco. Um, I actually saw a quote from that was attributed to Kale Sanderson that really summed it up for me, at least, which I liked. I wrestled freestyle and Greco and I had a great time. It made me better. And it's, you know, I love doing the Greco and everything, but folk style is just like, you have to fight for every point. Like, I think Kay said something like, you know, free, folk style is very much, you have to do it yourself. You're not 
you, if you get taken down and you want to get an escape and get back to your feet, you got to earn it. Yeah. You know, the ref isn't going to come to say you, but like, okay, that's enough back to your feet. Like, I think it, to me, I would love to see the rest of the world adopt our style or put in a folk or put in like a folk style version. Cause you know, for me, you know, not to tangent off on this until a whole other thing, but we go out there, you know, our, our Kyle Dakes, our David Taylors, our Jordan Burroughs, they all go and compete with these people in freestyle and Greco and do exceptionally well, you know? So I would love to see some of these big guys call like, you know, these big names call people out and be like, Hey, you know, come wrestle me in folk style. Like, let's see, like if I, once you present it, because I guarantee you, if someone, if some dude from America is like, I am the world champion of folk style wrestling, and then just keep on like throwing it on Twitter, and like, yeah, eventually somebody from another country is like, all right, I'm gonna go shut this American up. Like, it could be, our, it could be our end, but not to take away from. Go ahead. No, no, I like that. And personally, I was always a like a, a folk style person like i like the grind of folk style personally um because i definitely remember going out to my first freestyle match and like getting in on like a single leg and just like getting rolled across the mat and the match was over and like here i am just trying to hold on and trying to finish my shot and like the match was over and i'm like that what happened? happened and i didn't know that's so, the same thing happened to my dad. My dad can uh, my dad can verify this. I wrestled a freestyle tournament and I took a shot and I held on to him and he just cross locked me like four or five times. And then like we went out of bounds and everything. I looked at the clock. I'm like, how am I losing nine to one? And like I came off the mat. I was I did not like losing. But like I came off the mat and I'm like, I hate freestyle. My dad's like, well, so he's like, well, you got another match coming up. And I don't think I don't think that one went any better, but no, I, I get it. That must be like the rite of passage for freestyle. It sounds just oh, like man. just like my well, especially if, especially if you just grow up wrestling folk style. You're like, oh, I just hang on a leg. It's fine. You can flip me all you want. But then you and like I love how you call it a grind too, because in freestyle you get teched. You could get leg laced and then just get rolled five times. Like all right, that's not that bad. But you get teched in folk style. It it takes a minute. Like you have to you you feel those points. You're like, well, I'm getting tilted. Up, I'm on my back. Up, I'm getting taken down. It's definitely a different type of uh, mindset that uh, that I liked. Agreed. <laughs> Going back to the um, you know the the freestyle folk style comparisons, Jordan and I have had this conversation many many times over the years, and of course it's a utopian thing to think about. But I you know I I've, I've called some freestyle and I call a lot of folk style, and I think it'd be interesting to hybrid some of the rules that um freestyle brings to competition and folk style brings to competition there's a lot of things we could you know a lot of areas we could go in, in that but um i think at least what i've noticed in in the the years of being a, a competitor and a, a coach and an official that not enough of the american folk style coaches know enough about the freestyle and the greco disciplines to teach it Whereas I think, you know, and there are some, and of course, you coming from Pennsylvania, it's probably very commonplace. There are a handful of programs here in Florida that do that. The coaches that coach the folk style, they're also familiar with freestyle and they introduce it, they encourage it, they teach it. And that just increases the mat time for the individual. And, you know, of course, the better that, of course, we both know that so much of the international styles is, is, is on the feet. So the technique from the feet gets a lot better. 
So I really think it boils down to the education of the coaches, um, familiarizing them with the rules, the techniques, the ins and outs, and then then that allows them to, as opposed to deterring their wrestlers from from those disciplines, encouraging it and teaching it and then expanding it. Because I think there are, you know, there are beautiful parts to all the styles. I mean, anything can be critiqued and picked apart, but, um, you know, Jordan, Jordan's skills increased greatly when we got him into freestyle and Greco, although he was stronger in folk style, um, the level just rose after that. So, you know, I definitely hear what you're saying. I just wish more coaches were familiar with it, would be um, would be more willing to be open to learning it and teaching it and then and then coaching it. But uh, Rachel, we're going to be wrapping up here soon. And, and it's been a it's been a treat and delight to have you on and listen to your story. And and um, one thing I'd like to ask you is. When you have. As a coach now. When you have that young girl that comes out on the mat or that young girl that's contemplating doing it, what what advice do you have for that that girl that's on the fence maybe, um, is a little uh, apprehensive and has some anxiety about getting out there? What advice would you give that girl? Oh, my goodness. I think being a question asker, I would probably ask what what is holding her back. I feel like oftentimes, and from my perspective and from the girls that I've coached, I think sometimes there's fear involved, um, whether it's the fear of like coming into a new environment or it's a fear of, oh my gosh, I don't know what I'm doing, or it's a fear of um, this is new. And my advice is don't let anyone tell you that you can't including yourself, because you can. And what's the worst that's going to happen, right? You're going to step out here. You're going to give it a try. And and maybe you decide that it's not for you. Maybe you decide you're going to come back and give it another try and give it another try. And you might just fall in love with the sport and have many opportunities that I didn't have the opportunity to have just by just by trying and believing in yourself and saying, I can. Um, so I think that's kind of the the avenue I would go if there was an apprehension on on the fence. I also think that um, sometimes the parental support too, and kind of roping in the parents and getting a little idea as to you know where where their education is on the sport and and you know reasoning behind what might be they're perceiving um, as well. And I think that anybody, boy, girl. And woman, you know, anyone starting out with wrestling, um, I would, I'm upfront with them and say, you know what, this is going to probably be the hardest physically and mental like game that you ever play um, in your young life. Um, but if you stick with it, you're going to find you're going to be well equipped for like the hard things in life that you're going to encounter. Um, so yeah, I, I feel like being able as a coach to share experiences and, and maybe even give a little, uh, a little push of confidence, um, you know, and, and specifically, I think for girls right now who are still walking into wrestling rooms with a room full of boys, um, you know, there, there's an intimidation factor, like what Jordan had said, and just being, 
present and being to be there and as a woman too, and being able to be like, Hey, like I did this and you can too. Um, it's, it's, it's important, um, for them to have the, the, the female role models. Well, you're definitely an outstanding role model and I know North Florida is lucky to have you and, you know, we're lucky to have you over at Niceville. So we look forward to you producing a lot of women's champions up in this area, courtesy of coach Rachel Groft, but I know you have two little ones. I know your time is very valuable, so we won't take up too much more of your time. We appreciate you being on, and we can't wait to have you back on to talk more women's wrestling. Oh, my gosh. Thank you guys so much for having me. It's been an honor and a pleasure. I appreciate all your insights. And that's our show today, North Florida Wrestling fans. We appreciate you, the listener, and a very special thank you to Coach Rachel Groff from Niceville Wrestling Academy for giving us a little bit of her time today, growing the sport of North Florida wrestling, and growing the sport of women's wrestling. Stay tuned. We have more coaches' bios, and we have some special surprises on the way. This is Jordan Cohn from the North Florida Wrestling Show, signing out.